an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Here we go, straight out of Vegas. Saturday into a Sunday, two hours on the way. Steve Cofield, R.J. Bell. Two jam-packed hours, Steve, and we got college specialist Brad Powers with us. And we're going to do an extended 10 biggest bet college teams. Some bet on, some bet against. But Vegas is saying these are the teams the mainstream media got wrong, and we're going to go down all 10, plus LeBron talk, obviously, a little bit of triple crown talk, and, well, I'll be making some jokes. Showtime! Woo! They better be fun. Well, history the, says yes. The pay- <laughs> it's a new day! So, there you go. It's a new day! <laughs> Was that really funny or was I fake laughing? No, no was that was, was sincere. It was sincere. <laughs> There's a certain level of uh, your belly, fake, your belly fake, jiggle. Your fake laugh is much more sardonic. <laughs> so the Vegas lead for me tonight is the Squares win? Squares win. I guess Belmont, Justify, Super Horse gets it done. Well, listen, when I w- lose, the Squares usually win. I agree. And I lost. I'm not happy. And I don't think Brad Powers is happy either. I think we all we all tried to play against history and justify. I took off the rubber band. Listen, oh! 
history says we should have bucked history here. And, I mean, let me quantify that, is entering this Triple Crown, there had been 14 horses that had won the first two legs and one in 14. So when history's telling you that, and there's so many reasons the Belmont is tough. It's not just a one in 14 trend. It's typically horses run about once a month, thoroughbreds three years old. This was Justify's third race in five weeks. So one, number two, the Belmont, the longest race ever for these horses. No horse will ever race a longer race or even as long as the Belmont. So you have fatigue and you have once-in-a-lifetime length distance. It adds up to a lot of Triple Crown disappointments. Got to give Justify credit. I'll give you a few more. You know, history-breaking numbers. Justify 6-0 and now, first horse to sweep the series, the three races, without racing at age two. You had pointed that out. What was the trend coming in? It was oh. over 60, right? Well, no, I, I over th- sixty in a row without getting it done. If I they think hadn't raised. I'm going by memory, but okay. if you hadn't raced in the two year old season, right, injury, whatever, those horses, and I'm going by memory. I thought it was zero and forty two. Okay, um, but it was a massive zero for number going back to the literally the nineteenth uh, century, literally hundred plus years ago. Never won the triple crown. Never, because usually. The Kentucky, well, never won the, even the Derby. You can't win the Triple Crown. Right. You know the saying in poker, can't win them all if you don't win the first one. Well, you can't win the Triple Crown without winning the Derby, and they were over to start. And I tell you, it's not just horses who win the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness that struggle in the Belmont. There was a crazy number, and I'm just, again, going by memory, like two out of uh, the last 15 winners had raced even in the Preakness, meaning if you race in the Preakness, it's been almost impossible to win in the Belmont because, again, of the rest. Forget if you ran in the Derby or not. The fact that we, and, and when you win a race, it takes more energy. So win, 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 twice since 78. So listen, I think there's a desire in the mainstream media today, in sports media, to, to poo-poo. Oh, you know, uh, uh, Man of War was such a great horse back in 46 or whatever. And obviously some of that's true. But sometimes we're seeing history and greatness now. And I'll tell you, this, to me, greatness is what we saw. And I was betting against it. Justify a minus 125 horse wins the Belmont. So it wins the Triple Crown. I had placed a bet minus 190 before the Preakness. No. It would not win the Triple Crown. You loaded up today. Brad Powers on what? Yeah, you could have gotten to minus 115 today betting the field against Justify. What'd you do? Oh, <laughs> I didn't win. <laughs> For starting, I didn't cash that ticket. Bet the field. Bet the field. So we, always want, we always want Brad to have yeah. a chance to express his emotions. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he doesn't necessarily have them for other humans as much. He does, but he hides those. But he's he's not afraid. He's not afraid to share his disdain for bad beats. He's an open book when he loses. Uh, this horse was purchased for five hundred k. Just won eight hundred thousand. Now has three point eight million dollars in winnings. I want you guys to react to this statement, or actually, when people say to you, 
hey, horse racing is dead. On these days, it's not dead. Did you see the total handle for this? I almost said fight. For this uh, sort of a fight. For this Belmont card, uh, $137.48 million bet on the Belmont. But in a way, it's the exception that proves the rule, which is, I mean, I was I was actually down at Sunset Station. I took a picture on Twitter, and it was, you know, every TV screen in the house was on the Derby. And there was like, I mean, I'm just 20 of them. And it was wall-to-wall. People lined up betting. And as you said, over $100 million nationwide. And I turned to my buddy, and I said, well, about uh, – about 47 weeks, we'll be back here betting the horses. And here's the reason, you know, in theory, back mm-hmm. for the next derby. Here's the reason. You can't win. Meaning, <laughs> I know some of the sharpest guys. You know how sometimes, in fact, more than sometimes, and I'm guessing, Brad, you're going to say yes to this, is if you talk to someone and say Jägermeister or Tequila like out of five guys that are, let's say, you know, out of college, at least one's going to go, oh, ah, oh. like that, 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 like those, it just triggers this memory of a night. One out of five. Yeah. Three out of five. Yeah, maybe. Well, where you grew up, perhaps. Yeah. Now, <laughs> on, the, on the farms in northern Ohio, there's <laughs> not, not much, much to else to do. <laughs> Stole your line. But, <laughs> Throw it back. Throw it back. <laughs> but horse racing is like that with wise guys in Vegas because. It's such an intellectual pursuit. And there's really another element to it, which is people like instant gratification. The reality is there's what? I mean, dogs are, and I grew up on dogs, dog racing. Unfortunately, I was, I, I had lost like 10,000 bucks by the time I turned 18. Seems like the government, you know, government likes to get involved. They maybe should have stopped some kid from batting over at the wheeling downs, but somehow I was able to. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. But I learned my lesson. It was so hard to win. And thank God I was able to kick it. And the reality is people love instant gratification. It's 10 plus minutes between races. And when you hit a slot machine, it's 10 seconds between that dopamine hit. But if you look at the race book, and I would suggest to those out there coast to coast, when you come to Vegas, take a minute. Stop by the sports book, look out there. Now, when you do that, you're going to think, hmm, I don't want to bet with the public. That's going to be your first thought when you look at the public in a sports book. <laughs> no one's shaved, a lot of pot bellies, a lot of people with skull, a little, little dip in. It's not a high IQ crowd, typically. And obviously, there's a lot of high IQ sports bettors, but the grinders, the daily guys. But then you look at the race book, and it's usually much more sparsely populated. But they give them a ton of room because they're making so much from them. Triple, quadruple the size. I was at Suncoast in Vegas on the west side of town. Old school uh, book, just like the Orleans, a Boyd property to start. Uh, Four times the seats. Five times the seats. At the race book. At the race book over the sports side. Like, there's barely any seats for the sports. It's kind of interesting you say four times because that's what the hand or that's what the vigorous your commission is mm. right in sports betting minus 110 if you have a drunk baby flipping coins as i like to say you're going to hit 50 percent, and the whole percentage is about five percent so for every hundred you bet long term you're going to lose five bucks even if you're 
go and buy a drunk baby flipping coins. No other effort. Okay. If a drunk baby is picking horses, you're going to lose about 20%. That 4X is the reason that people go, the wise guys, ah, because they're drawn to it. There's so many factors. You know, we'll break down a baseball game. We'll break down a basketball game. We might get to four or five, six factors in the game. Now, if we had a like the Super Bowl, maybe we get to 10 or 12. In horse racing, you know, let's say there's 10 horses, right? So now, now each horse might have six, seven, eight, nine different factors. Do the math, 100 plus. And if you're smart and intellectual, it's a great handicap. But if you can't sustain it, if it's just you're losing, so people are willing to lose recreationally, like going to the movies or whatever, but they want to win sometimes and they want to feel like they're getting a fair shot. And in horse racing, because it's so expensive to put on and think about it, when we bet the NFL, we're not paying Nevada. None of the bookies are paying the NFL anything to put on horse racing. You got to own all that land. And it's usually a massive amount. And there's a great show, HBO, Luck. It was only one season. It was David Milch did it. It's all about the horse track. And it's one, uh, Hoffman's in it. Uh, Dustin Hoffman, great. Have you, did you see it, Brad? Mm-mm. Yeah, great show. Only one season. Unfortunately, they were taping the second season and, the, and some horses had accidents and they said, we can't do this. But it really shows you all of the, the business machinations behind the scenes at horse tracks because there's so much land and so much money. And now that you have casinos that can come in and all that, it's so complicated. But net, 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 they've, they've increased the VIG, the commission, the cost of playing so much. If you do it, you know what it's like? It's like going to a French restaurant. If you're a normal, you're not a millionaire, you can take the lady to a French restaurant maybe once Every couple months, even if you're working, you know, at school teacher, whatever. Can't go every day. Can't even go once a week. They make horse racing so expensive that anyone who's playing more than occasionally is losing so much money that it's not fun. And they're probably only doing it if they got some type of problem. So I got a question for you guys on the way back. Think about this during the break. Is nationwide sports betting going to help horse racing? Or finally kill horse racing. That's on the way. Straight out of Vegas. Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Straight out of Vegas. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So we got a triple crown winner. Doesn't happen very often. So please don't minimize it. I saw that on Twitter today where people are like, oh, it must be getting easier. Two in the last four years, it's it's not easy. And we talked about all betting against Justified just because the odds would say that you're not going to win the Triple Crown. So I was asking you guys about horse racing in general. So today, over $137 million belt, uh, bet on the Belmont. That's the second highest ever. When sports betting starts to sweep across this country, two, three years from now, say 20 states have sports betting, is that going to help horse racing or crush horse racing? I don't know about crushing because I think there is a built-in, much older audience that's sticking with it. You know, I read a, 
What? Well, three years from now, they might might be going uh, off the cliff. I mean, they're going off. So, I mean, isn't that a factor that if there's no new, uh, absolutely better in terms of volume, eventually the sport may die because the people who play it die. No, I agree. But That's even if morbid. You, but assuming you have a twenty year. Uh, you know, 20 years of players left, it's only going to be 5% drop a year, which obviously is significant, but it's not three years, right? So, yeah, I mean, so, I'm sorry, I love analytics on this. 5% yeah. are going to drop a year, yeah, as a matter I mean, of fact. And I t- I'll give you an example. There's a fellow <laughs> lives in town. He's uh, in his mid-80s. He grew up in Pennsylvania back, I mean, you know, do the math, way back when in the 30s. And he was... uh uh, he ran dice games. He ended up having to go. He like was on the run from the mob, or I'm sorry, from the feds for like ten years. He was living in Arizona under an assumed name. Honest to God, but he's you know got all that cleared up. All those problems are cleared up now. But he like goes to the Bellagio every, or I think it's six days a week. Wow! And he gets treated. I mean, he's betting like uh, he'll only bet two or three races. A day, and he he handicaps three or four tracks. So let's say uh, f- fifty races a day. He's to choose from, and he's batting three. But he'll bet hundreds and hundreds of bucks. And at the end of the year, I think last year he made like twenty two thousand. This is a rare guy that can beat it, and he's got like you know fifty years of history, just tweaking, tweaking, tweaking. But you don't see many twenty five year olds doing that. So I do think there certainly is an age element. And here's the reason I don't think sports betting helps horse racing. There's really no connection between the two other than gambling. Because it's a paramutual pool versus betting against a bookie. Meaning all the money is put in the pot in horse racing. The commission is taken out. The number of winning tickets is the denominator. Do the math. Distribute the winnings. And that's hard to understand. You don't have fixed odds, which is why I hate it. Because if I see value, I want to be able to gobble and lock in that value. Right? You might bet a horse with four minutes left, paying ten bucks. The horse is paying four bucks. Now, in something like a triple crown race, there's so much being bet you don't see that. But at a dog track or a small horse track. You'll see odds move drastically in the last two or three minutes. So you don't even know what you're betting. Imagine Brad going up and saying, all right, give me a Florida State, and I'm, I hope I get a good number here in four days. <laughs> right? It just doesn't make any sense. Now, if you try to wait till the last minute, you get shut out. There's a stress around it. So to me, if anything, some 30-year-old that only had the horse track as an option somewhere, now that he could bet sports maybe in that same state, I think it hurts him. Now, it might help for the Triple Crown where, hey, they're used to coming to the, faci- the, the brick well, and mortar place. that's what I thought would be a benefit is that a lot of the places taking the sports bets yeah. are going to be tracks, and maybe people have never been to the track for the horses, and now they go there for sports yeah. betting, so at least there's some familiarity. Now, the other part of it that would say, hey, horse racing's in trouble, but you always tell me, hey, don't overestimate how educated the sports better is, that people will... True. That people who play, yeah, people that play the horses may find out how much better sports is to bet and say the hell with this. No, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. I think you got your lifers. Yeah. You got your lifers. Like say, you know, it's almost like cigarette smoking. A certain people aren't when they're 55. They're not changing from Marbs to to Pall Mall or whatever. 
And <laughs> my dad used to smoke the Pall Mall unfiltered. Oh, serious. Thanks. He's too mean, though. Not that, like, cancer couldn't get. He's too All mean. Right. Right. Maybe when he's, like, 90. <laughs> you know what's funny? It's a true story. It's a little real truth here. Is like, maybe five years ago. So, my, you know, my dad's, like, maybe 73 or something. My mom calls me up and says, uh, hey, listen, your, your dad's going to the doctor tomorrow. And, uh, you know, we had some initial tests, and, and it looks really bad. It's like, you know, he's, uh, you know, it's probably going to be, like, a short-term, you know, I look at it, I go, listen, I go, there's no chance. I said, he he is not, they're going to tell you tomorrow that it's like, we can't believe this, but the test was wrong. Honest to God, I put my hand to the Bible. She calls me the next day, because you were right. They said it was like a one in 10 and he's just fine. Some people just, it's it's hard to get him <laughs> down or, the road. Or it was the palm Mall. <laughs> No, uh, you mean it killed, maybe killed the other? <laughs> it was like, it helped him. Made him stronger. Was, wasn't that cigarette advertising from like 57? So I think that net, let's close up the horse racing with this. Well, I wanted to ask you one more thing about okay. on, on this Gronkowski. Not Rob, but the horse that he partially owns. It actually cashed some pretty decent money. It was 24 to 1, got about 1380 place. We always talk about value here. Were you suggesting or were you guys talking before this about betting against Gronkowski? And it kind of bucked the trend again? Yeah, not betting against him explicitly, but the thought of him bringing in dumb money. Because to me, I'll be honest with you, I told my buddy today, I go, we are going to have a monster day. I was so optimistic. It was a perfect storm. You got the triple crown, and we know that people are just going to bet the horse that won the first two. And history says that horse struggles because of rest and the length of the the distance of the track at the Belmont. And we had a second magnet for dumb money with Gronkowski. Because if you aren't betting the favor, who are you betting? You're betting Gronkowski. And, and, he, and Fred Fowler, who is a radio guy out of Houston, he's written a book on horse racing, quite sharp. He hated Gronkowski. So it was like, wow. You got dumb money magnet with the triple crown. You get the dumb money magnet with Gronkowski. We had a horse with the four, which got third. If even Gronk would have got out, we would have still broke even with the one four, but or maybe even won a little bit. But Gronk comes in. I think he paid like twenty four or something. It was a big pay. It was twenty four to one and thirteen eighty to place. Is that right? Yeah. So to me, it just goes to show you one. You never. There's no such thing as a sure thing. And two, and this is a powerful point, probably the most powerful I'll make, anyone will make tonight. If there's no luck, the dumb money quits playing. They're not, the dumb money is probably too harsh. You know, let's call it the recreational money. Because oftentimes the dumb money is, is smart people, lawyers. When I'm playing cards, poker, hold them at the Bellagio, I love when a when a Wall Street guy shows up, because this guy's a smart, you know, a very smart guy that is 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 dominant in most of his life, and usually those business guys are alpha, so they're aggressive, they're confident. And if if I had just started playing, you know, if I had played only as many hours as him, who knows who would win? But when you got a guy that's been in Vegas for twenty years that plays cards a lot against a guy who doesn't, 
it's not that he's dumb. It's he doesn't know. It's almost like Michael Jordan playing baseball. Right? He just doesn't know that sport as well. So these horse guys, usually if you're betting the horses, you're, you know, you're not a dumb guy. You're recreational. And to me, if the recreational guys never won, if it was always about skill, they're going to quit playing. The reason poker, for example, is such a popular game, it has exactly the right amount of luck. We're over 100 hours the better guy's going to win most of the time. But over four hours, you know, I could go heads up with Phil Ivey, the best player in the world. And assuming the anti-structure was normal, I would have a 30% chance to beat him in an hour. Like we just played for an hour. Over the course of a 1,000 hours, I would have a 0% chance to beat him. Zero. So the short-term luck in something like horse racing, something like sports betting, when Brad's crying, wise guy whining about his losers, remember, that's what keeps the recreational money in the uh, in action. Lots of NBA coming up. So we got the off-season LeBronathon and different ways to bet on where LeBron is going to go, how that's going to affect the title odds. I also want to learn a little more about horse racing's place, sports betting's place in casino gambling. We'll get to all that in a couple minutes. First, Steve Sager with the latest. Busy Saturday, boxing in Vegas. Terrence Crawford now 33-0, and now the WBO welterweight champion after a TKO in the ninth round over Jeff Horn. In L.A., Leo Santa Cruz won a unanimous decision, and UFC 225 has just ended in Chicago. Holly Holm had won by unanimous decision. In the main event, Robert Whitaker, the winner by split decision. Number one ranked Simona Holop captured the French Open in three sets. It's her first major title. Rafael Nadal is in the men's final Sunday morning time. Dustin Johnson is tied for the golf lead in Memphis. Austin Dillon took NASCAR's Xfinity race, a rain-shortened event at Michigan. The Cup Series 400 is on Fox TV Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Justify won the Triple Crown, finishing first at Belmont today, going wire to wire. The late ball game at Dodger Stadium went to Atlanta over L.A. 5-3. The Dodgers' record back down to 532-32. They're two and a half games behind first place. Arizona, which got six runs in the eighth to win 12-7 at Colorado. Paul Goldschmidt who was already 10 for his last 14 at the plate. Three for four tonight in Colorado with two homers. Yankees got an Aaron Judge solo homer in the eighth to beat the Mets 4-3. The Mets have lost eight in a row. Houston a 4-3 winner at Texas. The Rangers, despite getting 10 walks, left 17 men on base. Detroit homered in the 12th to beat Cleveland 4-2. And in 10 innings, Toronto got a late bases-loaded walk to win 4-3 over Baltimore. Milwaukee and the Cubs each won. Boston won again. And the Angels won their sixth in a row, 2-1 at Minnesota. There was a four-hour rain delay at the start of that one. Tampa Bay and San Diego with wins. Kansas City and St. Louis as well. Back to you. I like when the show started in Vegas. Uh, gives an education on the numbers and how Vegas works. Brad Powers is here. RJ Bell and Steve Cofield. We were just talking about horse racing and its future and also comparing horse racing and sports betting and their places in the books here in town. Overall, Sports wagering really is a tiny, tiny, tiny piece of the pie when it comes to the Vegas biz. Let's pull back the curtain. Enter the casino. <laughs> I'm going to ask you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw something in real quick. This sound, right, walking through the casino, 
Are you guys so desensitized that you don't notice it anymore? Because I do not notice it. No, I do. You do? It calms me. You know, <laughs> it really does. Else has got the, it's like, the, no, it's the like. The adrenaline I'm, exploding. It's like I'm where I'm supposed to be. Okay. All right. You know, there's not many people who can say they're where they're supposed to be. But when it's Saturday night about 1.30 and, and I'm at the Bellagio and I'm hearing it, that's where I'm supposed to be. I told you Friday night I was walking through a casino and I didn't hear any of the machines. The only I started talking about the, uh, the sub joint. I was like, it doesn't smell like it normally does. Like that, Those were my senses that were alive. I'm like, I don't <laughs> smell the bread. Well, your love of food is special. Special is a word. Out of control is another. Now we, we're talking about horse racing, but check these numbers out. It's pretty amazing. How mu- Every month... The Nevada Gaming Commission puts out, it's called the Gaming Control Board, officially, puts out exactly how much was won to the freaking penny on every type of betting. So you can compare and say, okay, for every dollar of sports betting winnings, how much did they win on this, that, the other? Well, I tweet this out every month at RJ in Vegas, and it's one of my, like last time, on six one, I put this out, and three hundred and twenty three retweets. People love this. So here's the numbers: dollar on sports betting, buck eighty three on craps, almost double on on craps, buck ninety on roulette, four dollars on baccarat. So <laughs> China, no, and so four times as much. Five seventy eight, so almost six bucks on blackjack. Penny slots, $17.60. Think that's, that's the sound we're hearing right now. My think, lady friend loves the penny slots. Think about that. For every dollar Nevada wins in sports betting, they win $17 plus on penny slots. And the other slots, $22.80. So you add it up over $40. They win on slots for every dollar Nevada wins at sports betting. So as excited as I am, as we are, about legalization, boy, I think these states, a lot of ignorance. If you, I don't follow this too closely. Brad, it sounds like there was one thing that jumped out at you with the ignorance side. Well, I mean, as far as ignorance, I think a lot. I think you broke it down. A lot of these states are used to the lottery system and, and making so much off of you know, the industry as a whole, there's not that much of a hold on sports betting, 5%. And I think a lot of these states, as far as ignorance, they might be thinking 15, 20, 25% is what the hold's going to be. Uh-uh, that's not going to be the case. So great, but I think there's going to be some greedy grabbing. I think it settles down. Remember, it took six years from the time this court case started to the decision. We don't, you know, this society doesn't move in months. I think in five years, six years, seven years, everything's going to be at a good point and we're all going to be happy with it. I think, or most people will be happy. So here, let's close on the macro gambling discussion. If you're betting for fun, have fun. Great. I have no problem with that. And anyone that does, well, that's a different story, but I certainly don't. Imagine me saying, no, I don't think you should be betting for fun. No, it's fun. But here's the trick. Make sure it's fun money, meaning it's an amount that's fun. There's nothing worse than thinking you're a professional and being far from it. 
And, you know, we get handicappers, you know, at pregame.com. We get guys emailing, I would say, probably 20 guys a month email me or, or tweet at me. RJ, I'm the guy. I mean, I'm your next pro. I'm better than Brad Powers. His hair is goofy. What's with his beard? You know, all kind, of, <laughs> all kind of personal attacks with the, you know, our pros. No, sometimes actually. And <laughs> I'll, I'll read. I'll go. Okay, send me a write up. Send me something because I'm always on the lookout for talent. And ninety eight out of a hundred times, I'll feedback and say, "Hey, keep working on this. Keep working on that." Now, listen, if it's so bad, you know, I'll say, hey, it's not a good fit for us. But I think if I even have a chance one day, I'll feed back on them. And they usually don't want to hear it. They come back and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, listen, listen to the dream preview. Listen to Brad talking college football. And the dream preview is our weekly podcast. We do about two hours a week, breaking down this week in sports betting. During football, we do college one day and pro the next. So there's two shows, NFL and college, and extremely popular. We had 130,000 people a week listening to the NFL show last year. If you want to get subscribed and get ready for football, just search for RJ Bell on any of your podcast players. Subscribe. It's free. You get everything. And I say, do you think you could sit in on that conversation? And, you know, they usually don't respond, but if they're honest with themselves, they can't. And that's the thing, guys. Be honest with yourself with your betting. If you're doing it for fun, have fun. But don't bet an amount that's not fun. Last thing, we just ran down the craps roulette. You can't beat craps. You can't beat roulette. I, I'm just, I'll keep going down the list. <laughs> you can't. Take my word on it. You, you want to know? I've experienced it. You want to know why one hundred and fifty-eight percent? You can't beat blackjack with counting cards. They sell card counting books in the hobby in the uh, in, in the newsstand at the casino. Do you really think they're selling you how to beat them? Nevada. Here's the dirty secret: Nevada has won so much more money in the casinos in general from card counters than they've ever lost. Yeah, there's one out of a thousand guys that can do it. And as soon as they figure it out, they ban you. It's like once you get good at something, that's when you can't do it anymore. They'll let you play as long as you keep losing. Right? You can't win any of that stuff. There's two things you can win. You can win at poker because you just have to overcome the rake and you can win at sports betting because it's less than 5% and it's skill. But even so... A vast majority of poker players lose, and a vast majority of sports batters lose. But if you're going to try to win, poker and or sports betting is the way to go. Horse racing is certainly not. Casino games is certainly not. And I refuse to be a fool. Don't be a fool. Straight out of Vegas. Brought to you by Granger. The products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's turn our attention to... The NBA. To set up the NBA discussion, I want to read you another one of those hot take, hot shots after the NBA season ended. Get your take on this. This will be the uh, springboard. Congratulations to the Warriors on producing the most anticlimactic, uninteresting championship in major sports I can ever remember. I guess it's fun for Warriors fans. The rest of us just want a league whose title isn't decided 
the day the season tips off in October. That is from the one, the only, Aaron Torres, who hosts Leading Into Us tonight. So he tweeted that out yesterday. The reason I read that is... So you're criticizing the guy that came before us? I'm not. I didn't say anything yet, right? No, the reason I, the reason I read <laughs> no, that... No, I mean, I, I want to hear it. Well, I disagree with him. I disagree with him. Um, I think there's also an angle of celebrating greatness. I mean, I, I, the Warriors annoy me. They're unbelievable to watch, though. And the fact that this organization has now won three or four titles, may win five or six, that is a story. I don't find that boring. But Aaron reps a lot of people out there, right? With what do you, this, what with do you this, mean by reps? Represents. I think a lot of people agree He's with Aaron. He's speaking for them. Okay. He speaks for them, which makes this portion of, I'll call it, the NBA season one of the more interesting followers. You get where I'm going here? The offseason and the movement of the players, I think in some ways, trumps much of the season and much of the postseason. Am I crazy? No. First off, you're on tonight, buddy. I'm telling you. Every, eh, like, you know, he does once, fit, once he, every, like, 75 shows, he, I have it. He does 15 hours of warm-up locally a week, and he's coming, <laughs> coming with the guns blazing. <laughs> Kudos. All right. Here's the thing. And if you read the media guys... That, that, that talk about the, the, the meta guys, the guys that talk about the media, is how many games are about the game? And, and let's be candid. In my opinion, and I sincerely believe this, Fox has the best radio guys in the world. I, I don't want to get into like, who's the first ESPN guy I would take if we were doing a draft. I, I swear it would be down the list. And... Let's use a guy like Colin, who I consider the best in the business. Is how often is he breaking a game down? Like, is Alabama going to beat so and so this week? Hardly ever. I'm telling you. I mean, he and I do stuff which is more handicapping. And other than that, I mean, it's some, but I think he's doing 15 hours a week too, right? Five times three. I think it's less than an hour a week he's doing any kind of previewing games. It's going to be, hey, Gronkowski's complaining about his contract. They're playing on Monday night. What's the story with Gronk? OBJ was smoking what or whatever. I'm not sure of OBJ. I think he was smoking something in a picture. It looked like it. Yeah, Someone someone was. I didn't want to you know, cast aspersions. But the fact of the matter is... Who's going to win these games? It's, it's not about that. It's about where's LeBron going? Top of next hour, we're going to be talking about the updated odds. Now, what we try to do a little differently and straight out of Vegas is if you're betting, you care about who's going to win. Now, we listen, we all are familiar with some of these dry. There's, there's two types of handicapping shows, and then there's straight out of Vegas. Let's be candid. Let's just, call, you know, let's be honest. You've got the old school. Sell your house, sell your car, sell your kids, and bet this game. Yeah, we don't do anything like that on Fox. Obviously, pregame.com doesn't do anything like that. Then you've got the guys that are so insecure. You know, there's an old saying that the reason academic disagreements are so passionate, like professors, is there's so little at stake. If there was actually something at stake, they couldn't make it so personal and passionate. Right? But when there's nothing at stake but pettiness, like high school girls, well, you have so much of that phenomenon in sports betting. Because most of the guys you hear on the radio 
aren't making a living at it. So they got to feel smart. So they try to make things so complicated. Some of them know what they're talking about. They don't know as much as they think, but some of them know what they're talking about. But they're not, there's like this little tiny niche that's interested and everyone else is like, what's this? Right? And then what we try to do on Straight Out of Vegas at pregame.com is make sure we're right about what we say, but say it in an explainable way. And to me, that's something that really goes to show, Steve, is though we're not going to be necessarily previewing every game, if you are looking to bet on the game and you approach it from, yeah, storylines, but also what should this line be? You got your storylines, and then you got what should this line be? I think it's fascinating. In other media, though, other than sports Vegas talk, it's all about the story. It's all about the narrative. And really, the only way to get attention is hot takes. We've got a list of LeBron destination odds. Off that list, R.J. Bell is going to give you a best bet on the way back. Straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Straight out of Vegas. We start to break down the NBA. Oh, there's nothing to break down? Oh, oh, there is. We got all these players who were free agents, and the player who got massive attention the last two times he moved, the odds are up. And they have moved wickedly. Lots of action the last 10 days or so. We're going to give you the whole list here in just a couple minutes. LeBron James, where does he land? RJ has gone way down the list and has a best bet. Let me start with the following. And Brad, I haven't asked you this question. Brad Powers with us, college specialist, but very logical, very sharp guy. You graduated from what, Bowling Green? Yep. And what was your major? Broadcast journalism. Broadcast journalism. Okay. And you you, you were what, like 3.6 out of 4 GPA? No, 3.88. Oh, you got it, <laughs> you got it all figured <laughs> out. <go>. 3.88. All <laughs> All right. That's pretty good. So you'll be able to think this through. Over, under, how many additional, force bet, how many additional teams? $10,000 minimum bet. Do you expect LeBron to play on from now till he retires? Meaning if he stays with the Cavs the rest of his career, it's zero new teams or additional teams. I'm going to put the over-under as the Associated Press's exclusive odds maker, R.J. Bell. I'm going to put the number at one and a half. Mm. Over or under? So if he goes to one other team and then another, it's over? Less than that, it's under. Over. Cofield. Over. I agree. So, and we're going to have to tease to my best bet at the top of the hour, but consider the following. Do you think the Lakers, who are now favored to land LeBron, is a better first team on that list or a better second team? To me, a much better second team when he's a little bit older when we come back, I'm going to give you a 50-to-1 shot. It's on the way. Straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. 60 more minutes. Straight out of Vegas! Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Steve Cofield, RJ Bell. 
Let me tell you something, and this is the absolute truth. Cofield is on fire, guys. You know, if you listen to the first hour, you're here. You know, you're here through this hour. And if you're just tuning in, our square chair guy is, did you like maybe take a mega threes or you know any like uh, B vitamins? I won money. So that's, that's the most important thing. That's what makes I you feel. I won some bets, so it has me all. That's what makes you feel alive. Up. Yeah. Makes, makes you feel alive for once. Now here's what's interesting. <laughs> Cofield sits here and just cherry picks our very best stuff. He's here professionally, so he's happy about that. And But then he'll be like, so tell me, Brad, should I bet this now or tomorrow? And it's like, tomorrow. It's like, okay. And he gets the best of it. And he, I mean, he'll find a way to screw it up. He is in the square chair, but he's getting the best of the best guys. Fezzik, Brad, but he knows one sport. Cofield knows the UFC. He wrote he wrote for many years at Yahoo. Um, you know, has done work with Dana White direct. You know, just with the UFC, he knows UFC. I actually did. I did the pre-fight show on uh, Sirius XM Rush on Channel ninety three. We're on eighty three. I did it earlier. So this guy's a professional. Like he's on. He's like Teddy Atlas of the UFC. Right, he comes in just a big smile on his face, you know, a little hop in his step, saying, "Man, did I cash on that UFC?" And I'm like, and I check my phone because sometimes I miss, I do miss messages sometimes. And he didn't text me. He goes, "I had a lock today," and it was what CM Punk from the WWE was getting his second fight in the UFC. They matched them up against a dude who didn't have much of a professional record, so they were a little thrown off on the odds. And we talked about it on this pre-show today, and we said the odds should probably be minus 700, minus 800 against so wait a CM minute. Punk. I spend my life trying to lay four when I'm supposed to be laying five and a half. In this case, I could have laid 200 instead of 800. I feel bad. I mean, I do. I feel bad. I usually, if, there's only one person. Is there in the any room excuse? Who there's no excuse. No. All right. I usually save this for Fazic. <laughs> I'm the dirtiest player in the game. <laughs> now we'll let you go. You're the only one in the room who didn't get it either, because Brad, Brad's like, hey, I got to bet something. You know, now I got minus one. Forget. He, well, he, you were mad. I got you minus one eighty. You were mad. You didn't bet enough. Yeah. How, Brad? How did he go about telling you? Didn't. He didn't. I didn't. So you just bet it yourself. I was just looking. I was like, so it was such a good pick. Someone that doesn't even follow UFC said, "Oh, look at the value." I caught it late. I'm sorry. I didn't text you. No, no, no. I would have ignored your text on the UFC. I'd be like, "Why are you bothering me?" But I can't believe the expert. (laughs) It's the only time you could contribute anything, really. (laughs) The only time you listen to me on a bet. All right. Speaking of listening on bets. (laughs) About 15 minutes, Brad Powers is going to go down the 10 biggest bet college football teams. Five of them, the pros have bet heavy. Five of them, they've bet against heavy. We're going to spend about a minute. We're going to do two segments on this. Jumbo, about a minute on each of these teams. Maybe two. LeBron James' destination spots are out. The odds are out. They've been out for about 10 days. They've changed a lot. We'll update you on the top three. There's a shocker on the top three. You found a great bet way down the list. I got to hear you set this up. And we talked about it. Does LeBron go to one more team or two more teams to finish his career? Round the wise guy roundtable here. Consensus is two more teams. Now, 
what do we know about the Lakers? The Lakers want to win, for sure, and they've won more than their fair share. But they also understand it is showtime. It is a business. It's a bo- it's box office, as Ric Flair used to say. Kobe, everyone talked about how bad that Kobe deal was. Last two years, jumbo money. I thought it was brilliant. Here's why. They know they, they, they figured they weren't going to win with them. But what's the consequences of not winning? Empty houses, bad ratings on radio, etc., right? But if you have Kobe in his last year, his last two years, you're still going to sell out. And even if you lose, you're going to sell out. But what does losing do? It allows you to have high draft choices. So imagine you're so smart that you can tank, and I don't even know if this was purposeful, that you can tank and it doesn't cost you a dollar. You're still selling out. You're still getting the ratings. Now, imagine LeBron when he's 36, let's say two or three years from now. Wouldn't that be the perfect last max deal? 36 to 41 or whatever, if it's five years, understanding at 40 and 41, probably not going to be near as good, but he's still LeBron. Still, and so you could have two or three years of a great chance to win the title when he's 36, 37, 38 even, but the last couple years, because you got to pay five years to get LeBron at the end, I'm guessing, you're still selling out. So if LeBron has to go to, if he was going to go to two places, because he hasn't stayed more than four years anywhere since he went to Cleveland the first time, and we figure what, he's got about seven years left between now and 40. So I think two to three years in a spot where he maxes his chance to win a title or two, and then he finishes in L.A. Versus the flip side which is go to L.A. now, and then what? When you're 39, you go to Philadelphia or something? The one place his brand will make the most money would either be New York, Knicks, or Lakers. He loves L.A., though. So if it's going to be Lakers second, and you want to win a title, let's look down the usual suspects. Houston, Philadelphia, Boston. Now, With Chris Paul, he's a year older. He's getting hurt a bunch. I think Houston is right there. And that's an interesting question. LeBron's on Houston, and they don't lose anyone of consequence. Now, they're going to have to lose some people. They'll probably trade a bad contract and give away a couple first-rounders and all that. Okay. LeBron and the core of the Rockets, are they favored against Golden State? Absolutely. Brad says yes. Steve? I agree. I think it's close. But let's say yes. Okay. I think Philadelphia is the least likely. And here's why. I think it'd be the in in the other team is Boston. I think unequivocally LeBron on Houston, LeBron on Philly, LeBron on Boston, and let's assume on Boston Kyrie's out. It's a swap. Okay. I think unequivocally that Philly team's the weakest team. 
you know, in each hypothetical, LeBron on each of the teams, the the the, the weakest team is Philly in those scenarios. Agree, Brad? Agree. Yes, correct. And the most fragile team, meaning what's the chance there's going to be a problem that makes this a lost year? And beads out, they're not going to win with with just him and the point guard, right, Simmons. So you got the the worst team in Philly of the other reasonable options and the most fragile. I mean, if I said Brad, what's the odds Embiid misses twenty plus games next year? Is it is it much more than plus one eighty or plus two hundred? No, not at all. It's like a thirty percent chance, forty yeah. percent chance. Boston's so deep, no one person means all that much. They're all young. They don't. They don't. Have, they're not injury prone. I mean, obviously Hayward has won now, but I think. And here's what we need to remember. And Steve, you can read the odds right now. We we're talking three teams other than the Lakers. What odds are you seeing on the Rockets? Rockets are ten to one. Now, a one spot they're ten to one. A bet DSI, a bet online yesterday. They they were like. Uh, I think it was four to one. So there's somewhere between four to one and ten to one. Philadelphia. Plus four fifty. So less than five to one. Boston at Bet DSI. These are online books. Fifty to one. So now you got now he could go to the Lakers, but I have that theory. I think what was the takeaway from LeBron this year? Maybe I do need a real GM. You would hope it is. Maybe I do need a real coach. Listen, Lou knows a lot more basketball than me. But compared to the great coaches, where's he rank? Who, Lou? Or are we talking Brad Stevens? Lou I think Brad Stevens, we're talking top three. I think Lou, you might, you're fighting, what, maybe to push him into the top half of the league? No. Top yeah. I think he's bottom five. Yeah, I would say bottom ten okay. at best. So I think Stevens would be the type of great coach that would show him a lot of respect. I mean, they're about the same age. Where a Popovich, you got the you got the problems with Kawhi, and Pop is screaming at anybody, right? So to me, Boston at 50 to 1, and here's the last factor. Kyrie and LeBron are playing alpha dog games. Imagine you're LeBron and you have a chance to tell Boston, trade Kyrie, either get us a player or get us a couple first-rounders. He's only got one year left on his contract. He's coming off another injury. And is it a coincidence? We just heard it, it somehow leaked unnamed sources that Kyrie wants to play in New York the year after next. Does it? Could that be Boston putting that out there? Smooth in the way to hey, so that's guys, your theory. Kyrie goes, he's going to go to the Knicks. I don't care where he goes. I think that Boston well, trades him to the highest bidder, and LeBron bigfoots in and says, "Not only did I run you out of Cleveland, you decided to go to Boston. I'm so much better than you. I can run you out of Boston." It's good motivation. And are we really saying LeBron isn't doesn't like power plays like that? The, the reason I like your uh, your Knicks theory, too, is that they have a top 10 pick, and they're so hungry to win now, and he's an area guy that they could be suckered into taking Kyrie Irving. Now, that sounds you know ridiculous, but 
There are questions now if this knee is going to be chronic forever. For sure. So if you if Danny Ainge can get another first round pick, another top ten pick, and is Boston favored? Kyrie's out, Hayward's back, and LeBron's on that team. That's close. And they they get to go through the <laughs> East, and now Cleveland's ripped apart, and all you've got is the Seventy Sixers. And if that one in three shot of a big injury happens, then it's all you're 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 prancing. To the finals with the Celtics and LeBron. What do you think, Brad? 50 to 1. I like it. Best bet. RJ Bell on the list of LeBron destinations. All right, college football for the next 20 minutes or so. Yeah, it's uh, the what second week of June. College football is right around the corner. There's been heavy betting. Brad Powers with the update next. Straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas. Second week of June. College football time. Yeah, it sounds weird, but college football is right around the corner, and the numbers are up. Week one numbers, win total numbers, they are up. If there's any one piece of advice, how do you win more or have a better chance to win, you bet earlier. Why? Because you're betting against the odds maker. I don't want to talk about any particular odds maker, but there's a guy. Well, I won't even get into it. Let's just say this. Do a search on Google. Search for like Vegas bookmakers, odds makers, and hear them talk. These guys are driving Subarus oftentimes. Now, the number one guy's usually making money. Second guy's not making much. Them against Brad Powers, it's a let's just say it's David versus Goliath. Now, I, like, I like Brad over here. He's like waving. He's like, don't mention the name. But he, I yeah. want to keep playing. Well, Don't you know, spoil it for me. Hey, Fezzik taught us well, right? Or uh, taught Brad well. Peace and love. Peace and love. Just, you know, just smile. Tell the bookies how smart they are. But here's the catch-22. Once everyone gets to chop it up, they oh, you think so-and-so should be favored? You're crazy. Brad, give us an example. Week one of the college football season, Notre Dame-Michigan. Notre right? Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame opened up a seven-point favorite. Seven-point favor. So the guys behind the counter, oh, we're the bookmakers, said Notre Dame should be favored. By a touchdown. A significant favorite. Now, who'd you bet? I bet on Michigan. Now, what's the line today? Michigan's now favored by one and a half, almost two points, now moving towards two. Now, you've betting up on your... Twitter at Brad Power Seven P O W E R S the number seven at Brad Power Seven. You've got a bunch of tickets. How many bets on games have you made? On games, about fifteen on games. And the average line move to your favor five points. And you've been giving pretty much those games out right here, straight out of Vegas. We're on Friday nights, eleven Pacific to midnight. Hour earlier Saturday, ten to midnight, right here on Fox, and. Someone might show up in Vegas July 4th and think, hey, I'm kind of early. I want to get some good numbers. Brad's just going to walk by laughing because he's got the numbers from day one. Now, everyone that doesn't live in Vegas can't do that. But I promise you, the ability in week one right now to beat these numbers, even after you and the other wise guys shaped them up, is so much better today in June 
than it will be come September or late August. So if you're looking to, obviously you don't want to put your bankroll in action too much too early. You find two or three bets now, they're probably going to be, those football bets, some of your best bets of the entire season. So Brad's got a list of the 10 teams that have moved the most. Bet on teams, number one, we just mentioned Michigan. Michigan. And we won't name names as far as that odds makers, but I got a question whether or not they took into consideration the recent transfer news of Shea Patterson. Because what the betters, including myself, saw, major upgrade at quarterback with Shea Patterson, the transfer from Ole Miss. Michigan last year, horrible, horrible quarterback play. Only the combined the three quarterbacks from Michigan threw nine touchdown passes for the season. Fewest since 1975. Michigan still has a top 10 defense. If they finally get I would say above average quarterback play for the first time in the Harbor Harbaugh era. This is a Michigan team that's legitimate top 10, and they're specifically betting Michigan week one against Notre Dame. Game of the year lines against Michigan State, against Ohio State. All of those lines have moved several points in Michigan's favor. These are the most bet on teams so far in the college football market. Texas. Texas is getting attacked in the game of the year markets. What do we mean by game of the years? The big games, your Ohio State, Michigan's, your USC, Notre Dame's, your Alabama, Auburn's, Texas, three specific games against USC, against TCU, and against Oklahoma. Average line move, four points on Texas. What the betters are seeing on this Longhorns teams and what they're really buying with Texas this year is a team that probably should have won nine or ten games in year one under Tom Herman. This is a team that lost Four games by five points or less, including double overtime against USC, by five against Oklahoma, against legitimate top 15 teams. Looking at the schedule, this the Texas team could be favored in nine or ten games this year. Year two under Herman, 14 returning starters. I'm buying Texas. I agree with the betters on that one. Washington has gotten a lot of money. Specifically only in one area. This is a Washington team that's kind of getting bet against in a couple of game of the years, and even week one against Auburn. But Washington is the biggest mover in the futures market, which is the odds to win the national title. Washington opened up like 40 to 1 in most books. Now Washington's 15 to 1. What the betters are seeing is a Washington team that if they beat Auburn in the opener, and right now they're about a three point underdog, so about a 40% chance of winning that for Washington. So that game is in Atlanta? In Atlanta. So neutral site. But what do you give? I was talking to a buddy about this today. SEC country. Auburn's used to playing in Atlanta. You give it a point, point and a half? Point and a half, RJ, because this will be the third consecutive game Auburn's playing in that stadium. I don't think that's ever happened before. Wow, that is wild. You know, if anything, that would be a, you would think a very calming thing for Auburn. Like, like hey, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's one thing to be familiar with it, but the idea three in a row. And you want to avenge the first two times in that building, both losses for Auburn. These are the biggest... Bet on teams. Five of them were listing. Brad Powers, next up. So just to be clear, though, so with Washington, it's not so much how good that team is, but rather uh, people have wised up to how relatively easy their path is to the playoffs. Because when you're batting a 40-1, to you've got a ticket. I got a Washington ticket at 40-1. 40-1. to You're looking to get them to the playoffs. Because then you could start, there's only two games left. Maybe you're going to start hedging, maybe you're not. But you have a choice to earn at that point. Yeah, I mean, Washington, I don't think, is a top four team. But I like their path to get 
to the college football playoff. And if Washington beats Auburn, they don't even have to beat Auburn. Just a respectable showing. If you're going to lose any game of the year, week one in SEC country, a close loss against a good Auburn team, you win your next 11 games, win the Pac-12 title game, chances are Washington's in the playoff for the second time in three years. This one seems out of place. Why is everyone gaga over Nebraska? Ooh, I love it because I this is one where I don't agree with the betters. Everyone's betting Nebraska. I think it's a Scott Frost factor. Scott Frost, a hot up and comer coach, led UCF to a thirteen and zero record. Was the former national championship winning quarterback for Nebraska. Nebraska's getting bet across the board in every single game. Akron, week one, game of the year lines against Iowa, Northwestern, Wisconsin. Season win totals getting bet for Nebraska. I like Nebraska. They're going to be much improved, but I don't like them as much as the betters. I actually think there's value fading Nebraska right now. And we've talked about this. It bears repeating. If all you did was bet against every first-year coach their first four games and then bet on them their last four, blind, I think you break even or, or, or win a smidge. You agree with that? Absolutely. Right? And here's why. All the talk, all the excitement is heavy at the front of the season. Because a coach gets fired. Now, there's a rare time a Tom Osborne retires or whatever. But a coach gets fired because they're underperforming. The appeal of the change, they had a choice of any coach out there that would have taken the job. They chose and a guy like Frost, obviously off an undefeated season. And a guy who, his character, you know, this is flyover country, as some would say. This is the Midwest it was Nebraska. It's about character for them, their their view of character. And Frost staying with that Central Florida team, I mean, you gotta feel good about him. But what's the so 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 expectations are sky high early, typically, and I think especially with Nebraska, but you got new coaches, new offenses, a lot of things that take a while to integrate. So when they underperform early. What happens? Everyone overreacts. Ah, oh, we got too excited. And it's just then the teams are starting to come in their own. So in general, not blindly for sure, look to play on these first-year coaches late in the year once they've already disappointed and look to play against them early in the year. Very powerful point. I agree. These are the five teams that have gotten the most uh, action early here in college football betting. Florida. Florida, a team that greatly disappointed last year, 4-7. and seven. Here's a team that does have a coaching change, but I'm buying Florida this year because they're off such a, a poor performance last year. Kind of self-explanatory, a Florida team that was down at one point, 28 scholarship players at one point last season. I thought they had a major upgrade at coach with Dan Mullen. 19 returning starters, more than any other Power 5 team in the country. Advantageous schedule. The betters are attacking Florida in the game of the year markets and also season win total. I agree. I'm actually, I have a ticket on Florida over seven and a half wins. This is a team that could double their win total this season. Straight out of Vegas is red hot. We got Cofield killing it. We got Brad Powers. Check out the big brain on Brad. Killing it. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the five teams that are getting bet against, which means... You can bet against them just like the Vegas Wise guys. But first, Ralph Irvin with the latest. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen. And, of course, there is a new Triple Crown champion and a legend in the making. And it's Justify wins the Belmont Stakes, takes the Triple Crown. 
only the second ever undefeated Triple Crown champion joining Seattle Slough from 1977. Simona Olip wins her first major, taking the French Open 3-6-6-4-6-1. On the Major League Baseball scoreboards, Arizona 12-7 over the Dodgers. Paul Goldschmidt, two straight, two homer games. They lead Colorado, San Francisco, and L.A. by two and a half games. Seattle and Houston now tied atop the AL West. The Mariners fall in Tampa Bay 7-3 to the Rays, while Houston a 4-3 win at Texas. Cleveland is alone atop the AL Central, but they are just four games up now on Detroit. The Tigers a 4-2 win over the Indians. And the Yankees first place in the AL East, a 4-3 win over the Mets. Four straight wins for the Yankees, Aaron Judge, with an eighth-inning home run in that game. Boston, a half game back. They beat the White Sox 4-2. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And it is June. Let's get more college football insight. Back with the guys in Vegas. Thank you, Ralph. You know, there's a great movie. It's a very niche movie. Uh, You know, not a big Hollywood movie. And it was called Jackpot. And uh, it's about this professional karaoke singer. And he had a manager and they were driving around doing professional karaoke. And they were getting a little down on themselves. And he says, and his manager says, you kill this, you win this competition. We're going to be making Christmas albums in July. Think (laughs) about that a second. So here we're betting college football. In June, I will do want to say one thing before we get to the five teams being bad against. You can probably hear it in my voice getting over the flu. I'm not going to miss this. I mean, no way. You know, as ACDC said, it, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. That's it. Okay. <laughs> I believe that. Straight Out of Vegas is brought to you this hour by Lowe's. For pro customers at Lowe's, save 5% on every purchase every day. When you use your Lowe's business credit account, that's 5% on all purchases in-store or online, subject to credit approval, U.S. only. Think about it, Cofield. How many times did you have to lug your little Mackie soundboard? You had to you, somehow the engineer. Now, listen, we got the boys in Burbank. We got the top, the creme de la creme. Local radio engineers and such, not, not big thinkers. Tell, tell a quick. Oh, come on. We're not, we don't 12 need to, second story. We don't, we don't need to. I'm not talking about any engineers. I'm saying. We don't need how, to bash. How we don't tough, need to bash our engineers. What are you talking about? They're not my engineers. They're mine. All right. <laughs> I'm not bad. I got the boys in Burbank. I'm not bad. I got the best guys. Here, here's, here's the way it works for me it's the weekend. We give them two days of less hell. But the point I'm making is yeah, yeah. how tough is local radio? I don't know. I'm trying to steer you into something here. You're struggling. Oh, you are? Okay, you're sorry. struggling. Good. Good. Where Maybe we we're understanding why you're on good, local. Good, good. <laughs> I've lost all the momentum I mean, for the first time. That's the thing, though. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. Vegas is what? The 36 market on radio? Around there. Yeah. Is you would think, and, and, and unequivocally, you're the biggest sports voice in Vegas. It's not even close. Is you would think it's like, uh, champagne and you know, hey, is there shrimp? Is there going to be shrimp before the show? Is there going to be cold cut? Like if there's pastrami, you're going to be a little mad, maybe, right? <laughs> sure. It's not like that. <laughs> no, no, it's not always big budget. 
No, not not at all. Let's get to bed against, right? <laughs> Let's get to bed against. You know, wow. peace and love. Yeah, with, it, with it, the engineers. I know. Just I love it's it. weird. I'm, I'm being yeah. PC. I'm being PC on the engineers. So, I'll, I'll tell you so really what, he's say, what he's saying, though, to all the listeners coast to coast, is he doesn't want to tell the truth. He's saying, guys, we, you know, Cofield loves you, yes, but he's going to deny you the truth. Yes, we're not going to tell punching bag. R. J. Bell will always tell you the truth, no matter no matter who gets mad. He's the honest one. <laughs> I'm not on on this occasion. Bet against teams. Notre Dame. Yeah, uh, and obviously we mentioned bet on team is uh, Notre Dame's opponent, Michigan, in week one. But Notre Dame not only bet against in week one, but across the board. Game of the years against Stanford, Florida State, Northwestern. Season win total for the Fighting Irish down. What are the better seeing? Number one, lost their two best players on the offensive line. Two top ten NFL draft picks Notre Dame lost. Lost their top running back, their top wide receiver, their top two assistant coaches. They have a quarterback in Brandon. They're going to have to rely on him more, losing all that talent on the offensive line. I agree with the betters in this one. I have multiple tickets against Notre Dame, including that Michigan game in week one. And I also did bet Notre Dame under their season win total nine and a half. Before we get to the next four, can I ask both of you guys, what's the pros versus Joe's breakdown in terms of who's actually making all these early bets? Like, why is this significant? It's got to be mostly pro money, right? I would say strongly so. Um, Whatever the ratio typically is, I'm thinking you're looking at 80-20, if not more, towards the pro side. Yeah, I was thinking 90-10 right now. Ooh, okay. And I would say the only thing that the Joes are really betting now is the futures market, who's going to win the national championship. That's about all they're betting at this point. So pros aren't bouncing off the wall, buzzing over Herm Edwards in Arizona State. No, they're not. And I'm with the pros in this one. I would say it's the most questionable college head coaching hire in at least probably the last 10 years. A guy in Herm Edwards that hasn't coached period in the last 10 years hasn't coached at the college level since 1989 were you still at ohio state or were you just out of ohio state when 1989 wow. just out uh, i was just starting just starting just like 53 years old over here eight, yeah. i don't know what happened there brad just <laughs> jumping up ahead going yeah. on right <laughs> you know people right now here's what i suggest oh <laughs> here we go i suggest you know, I gave Cofield a little heat. Now he's trying to come at me. Not at all. I mean, what a mistake! Not at I mean, all. this guy—I'm no, the one should, that can't. he should have. You know, that keeps one in the chamber in case you ponder. Here's what I'll say: Go to RJ in Vegas. Look at my picture. Ooh. Now, I'm 47, and you're going to look and go, "He can't be 47." And you know, it's from one of my many national TV appearances. Uh, a screenshot. Go to Cofield. It's at Steve Cofield. C O F. I-E-L-D. You've probably never been there. At Steve Cofield. <laughs> and look at him. Have you, you looked at You probably have a picture like at a, like a tailgate party I, you were at. No, right? no, no. I have a Vegas sign, and then the banner is my back. Okay. You actually can't see how gross I am. So you actually <laughs> purposely hide your face. I love Vegas. For your brand. You figure, I don't, I, you, you would think maybe showing my face would help people connect with me, but in my case, Steve Cofield, I'm going to skip that part. I don't want to be too famous. Enough. Yeah, it's working, right? <laughs> hey, you're the most successful guy around then. <laughs> I love it. Finish up on Arizona State? Well, I mean, there's not a lot not to like about Arizona State. Number one, you look at this whole situation. Arizona State, the hire of Herm Edwards speaks of nepotism, cronyism. The athletic director was a former agent of Herm Edwards. They've been longtime friends, and the expectation coming into it was, 
We'll hire Herm Edwards as a CEO type of coach. We'll keep the offense and defensive corners. What happened? Offense corner and defensive corner both left. So that was a negative. And outside of just, I'm not a fan of the hire, not a fan of Arizona State's schedule. Top five in terms of difficulty. They pull the top three teams from the Pac-12 North, Washington, Oregon, Stanford, two best teams in the Pac-12 South, USC and Arizona on the road. I have my biggest bet, season win total bet, under five wins on Arizona State. This is a team that's going to disappoint in 2018. Uh, good. No, what I was going to say is I agree, but I actually am fairly optimistic about Arizona State midterm because if they do go with that CEO type, what we know is brand, I mean, Cofield proves it in the opposite, brand matters. And the fact, the fact of the matter is that he has a big brand. I mean, if you get all the football coaches in the country in college – and stack rank them by how uh, how well known they are to the seventeen year old seniors out there playing this year, seventeen year old high school seniors. Where's he rank? I mean, oh, he's top, top twelve. Yeah, top twenty. Can being conservative, maybe top fifteen. And the weather, weather's great, and the, so, the women are great too down there. <laughs> <laughs> women weaken legs. But the fact of the matter is, I think Brand is no, – listen, if he tries to do too much, because the game's probably passed him by at the highest level, then it's a mistake. But as a true CEO coach, I think it could work for Arizona State. And I'm looking to fade them this year, but I think future-wise could be a positive. We've already seen on the recruiting trail close very strong with only a couple months really to prepare there. I, I can buy him a couple years from now, but not, not in year one. Betters are also against Southern Cal. Specifically, and I really like this. You look at USC, for the first time since 1980, have to replace their quarterback, their top rusher, top receiver. First time since 1980, and we've seen past history under Clay Helton, USC's a slow starter. Get off to a slow start one and three a couple years ago, one and seven against the number last year to start off the season, and USC has a very difficult start to the season at Stanford Week 2, at Texas Week 3. Those lines have moved against USC by several points, so the batters are really betting against USC early in the season. Overall season, I kind of like USC. I think at the line of scrimmage, they're much better than what they were a year ago. This is a team I want to fade early, but I actually might find some value later in the season on them. Players going against Louisville. I I just think it's fading Louisville because they lose the most high-profile player in college football, Lamar Jackson. And this is one that I disagree with. I think there's actually value now on Louisville after the betters have faded them so much. Week one, the Alabama lines moved five and a half points against Louisville. Against Clemson, it's moved several points. Kentucky, it's moved several points. When Lamar Jackson was playing for Louisville, believe it or not, I actually thought he made Louisville overrated in the marketplace. Seven and 15 against the spread, last 22 starts for Lamar Jackson. Now Lamar Jackson's gone, everyone's throwing Louisville in the trash. I'm saying this might actually be a buy sign for Louisville. Particularly, I like the replacement. Here's a name to keep an eye on. Jawan Pass, 6'4", 230, a top 10 quarterback coming out of high school. And Bobby Trino usually has a at least a productive quarterback at that spot. The opposite side of the Scott Frost departure, Central Florida. And the, the, the batters are fading UCF. And what they've seen from Central Florida is a couple of things. Number one, not only did UCF lose Scott Frost, he took the entire coaching staff with him to Nebraska. So brand entirely brand new coaching staff and a relatively green coaching staff. Josh Heupel is the new 
head coach there, never been a head coach before, not very familiar with that uh, area. UCF loses three key NFL draft picks, including their best player on the defensive side of the ball. UCF overpriced after that 13-0 season. The betters are fading them on a week-to-week basis. I tell you, you cannot listen to that and not know that Brad Powers knows his stuff. Real quick on Twitter, this is Mr. French, and I'm going to read it verbatim. (laughs) He said, RJ, you plucked Steve Cofield from obscurity. Why would he get on you like that without any good reason? I tell you, that's a heck of a question. Maybe we'll have that answer. And we know when we come back, Brad Powers is giving you a best bet in week one of college football. I don't see that one on Twitter, but I'm going to look for it during the break of Straight Out of Vegas on Fox Sports Radio. Straight Out of Vegas! It's Straight Out of Vegas coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free great quote. And if minute, we're going to get Brad Powers, best bet, week one college football. First of Cofield, we've got the 2019 NBA odds. And the Cavs, it's a shocker. And boy, these odds tell you LeBron unlikely to stay in Cleveland. Fascinating. Golden State, plus 120. Rockets, plus 350. Philly, third choice, plus 350. Boston, 7-1. to one. Lakers, 35 win Lakers, 12 to 1 to win the title next year. San Antonio, 30 to 1. Toronto, Miami, and Cleveland, 50 to 1. They were 30 to 1, Cleveland, already down to 50 to 1. Yeah, so it's building the number. Likely LeBron not coming back to Cleveland. And it's also built in that Lakers number, is Lakers are now the favorite to land LeBron, though I don't think he's going to the Lakers. It's best bet time. Northwestern against Purdue. We're taking the Boilermakers on a Thursday night, minus three. Purdue minus three, the pick here. Fading Northwestern for a multitude of reasons. Number one, Northwestern last year won 10 games. Fake 10-3 and three season. They won, they're the first team in college football history to win three consecutive overtime games in consecutive weeks. A team that lost Justin Jackson. You might not know the name. You should. Top 10 rusher in the history of college football a guy that ran for more than four thousand for five thousand yards. Northwest, you can replace that at Ohio State and Alabama. You don't replace that at Northwestern. And what I really like about this handicap, Northwestern's quarterback Clayton Thorson tore his ACL in the bowl game. And the talk coming out of Evanston is might not be ready to start the season. So I think you get a little bit of a free roll here with Northwestern not playing Purdue with their starting quarterback. He won't be ready until game three or four. So best bet Purdue minus three, week one, Cofield. We got a minute. We talked about it. You do 15 hours a week, Vegas radio. The Golden Knights lost, but boy, I've never seen, I've been in Vegas over 20 years now. I've never seen this community. There was the shooting into the Golden Knights. Just give us a a little flavor because you've been living it. I mean, from a sports radio standpoint, it's the biggest sports radio story we've had in Vegas by far, in terms of local stories, sports radio really didn't exist when Tark was winning back in the early 90s. But in terms of the community, the merchandising out of control, I mean, everyone has Vegas Golden Knights gear. There's pop-up stands at gas stations. Have you seen that? Gas stations all over the place. You buy your pennants, your T-shirts. 
Uh, and I think most important, it was such a happy mood. A little sad to start when they lost and didn't win the Stanley Cup. They lost the series 4-1, but it was mostly a celebratory mood. Fans are just just happy that they got to experience it. It was amazing. And you think about it, this town is a patchwork town, mm-hmm. meaning it's many transitory people from all over coming together, usually for short periods of time. And this team was a patchwork team, and it felt like it really hit a nerve. And I've been here 20 years, never seen that much community. Uh, not only was it a big story, but I've never seen that much community, and it, it, it's not even close. Very much a bonding moment, so great job by the Vegas Golden Knights. Jonas Knox is on the way. We're back next Friday, 11 o'clock Pacific, straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. We'll see you. Straight out of Vegas! Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.